This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody with you on this Wednesday as I'm recording the first of our depth chart previews uh, for the SMU Mustangs in 2021. We're going to lead off with the offensive one just because I wanted to spend a couple more days kind of researching the defensive one with the new scheme that Jim Levitt is bringing in. Of course, that'll be something that'll probably be uh, certainly able to be uh, poked holes in as as they find new spots for players to play in, in fall camp. And they certainly tried that in spring uh, so I wanted to jump right in with the offensive side of the ball, which I feel a little bit better about overall. Uh, and so we're going to kick that off. And look, I think we touched on this a couple weeks back, uh, maybe even close to a month now in the quarterback room uh, and how I feel like Tanner Mordecai is the guy uh, that's most likely to start game one. And I, I still feel that way. I think that the race is certainly a little bit closer than most would have anticipated. Uh, Preston Stone and Derek Green have done a great job uh, competing for that starting job. And so uh, that's a position that I do think we're going to see that battle go into camp. I think there are uh, plenty of reasons why Derek Green should start, plenty of reasons why Preston Stone should start, plenty of reasons why Tanner Mordecai should start. Uh, I'll break them down briefly and and leave it at, at this. Really, I think Tanner Mordecai probably gets to start just because he's got a little bit more uh, of a deep arm, uh, a deep ball arm. Uh, he was able to make some throws down the field that really impressed me in that respect. Uh, the way he tucked the ball and ran on in the zone read took off for some really big gains. I think that's something that stands out to me. He's played the most football out of anyone in the race. And, you know, I think that matters to an extent. Uh, he, it's a system that he's comfortable in. He's not necessarily learning the lingo, and really none of these guys are. Uh, Preston Stone to an extent, but uh, he's been around it so much, uh, it's not too big of a concern. Uh, so I like that. I, w- I think he needs to be more consistent. I think that's a knock on him overall. I do see Preston Stone as somebody that adds an element of playmaking ability, uh, extending plays, uh, has a little bit of moxie to him. Uh, and and does have the arm talent to certainly win this job and do all those things. He he's made some really smart decisions with the football, throwing it away at times, not taking too many risks. He, you know, of course, isn't uh, perfect by any means, has, has thrown some interceptions, you know, that we saw in spring. But uh, for the most part, I thought I saw him show a little bit more maturity. So um, Preston Stone certainly in the mix, and then Derek Green has just really improved and probably had the the best last week and a half of spring ball out of the three uh, quarterbacks. Uh, he's steady back there. He doesn't have elite athleticism by any means, uh, but knows where to go. The ball has improved his accuracy, and actually his arm has gotten stronger as well. So I do see it being Tanner Mordecai and probably Preston Stone as your backup. Uh, but to an extent, I think you could see Derek Green as the backup just because they do want Preston Stone to redshirt. I think that's kind of been the plan, obviously, unless he's wowed enough to earn the starting job so we'll obviously be tracking that one in fall camp but 
I wanted to go ahead and move on to running backs, which is probably one of the most interesting position battles when you look at the depth chart offensively, just because you have TJ McDaniel, who was a starter last year. He gets hurt. Uh, hopefully he's back to normal. We'll see kind of how things go over the summer. Yeah, you have Ulysses Bentley, who broke out for a freshman All-American campaign. Uh, he's got talent. Trey Siggers comes in, a transfer from North Texas, who has played a lot and, and is well put together. A lot of people have raved about him to me early on uh, in the summer workouts. And then you've got Tyler Levine, who's just an absolute truck. Uh, where does he fit in into the rotation with four running backs? And then your true freshman, Monte Dawson and Brandon Epton. I see Ulysses Bentley getting the start, uh, most likely. And here's why. I think, one, he's earned it with his playmaking playmaking ability. You hope that he's taken the next step step in that respect uh, if you're SMU. And you kind of give him the keys of the car and let him run with it. And you can bring in Tyler Levine and, and mix it up. And Trey Siggers has a lot that you like in running backs and has the experience. He could be a dark horse starter for SMU if TJ McDaniel uh, doesn't you know come around and you know the one thing I think with TJ McDaniel is I want to see him be healthy uh, he was around for spring practices to an extent didn't do anything at all was held out um, so I do want to see what he does in that respect uh, before I you know anoint him back into the rotation uh, and I, I think you know if he is healthy he's gonna be able to do that but as of right now uh, I want to see him be able to do that before I put him uh uh, right back into the mix um, for that starting job. So I'm going to go with Ulysses Bentley, the freshman All-American, uh, who I, I think will take another step forward. And then some combination of Tyler Levine uh, and Trey Siggers behind him. And, you know, if you if TJ McDaniel proves to be healthy, they can mix him right back into uh, the group and see how it goes. Then you look at your, your wide receivers. And this is a pretty cut and dry three starters. Um, and I'll give you a fourth two um, for fun. But Reggie Robertson, Danny Gray, Rasheed Rice doesn't need an explanation why those three guys are going to be on the field pretty much all the time. And this is where we'll see how Garrett Riley and, and A.J. Ricker develop this offensive scheme. Because they have some tight ends that can certainly come in for a two tight end set. That takes a wide receiver off the field. What what does that do to things? Um, but if you're looking for a first guy off the bench, I think it's Jordan Curley. He had a really, really strong spring. He was impressive, um, showed some speed, has a little bit of size to him. He could play really inside or out, um, but I like him at that slot position. And then um, from there, Calvin Wiggins had his best spring as a Mustang without a doubt um, stepping up in that role. Um, that was good to see for him just because He's certainly done very little uh, over the course of his career. So if he can step up uh, into that uh, role as a uh, contributor, that'll be something that I think a lot of people will be, will be excited about. And then you've got uh, Austin Upshaw, who I thought was terrific um, this spring as well. Uh, came on strong uh, for SMU uh, with some key catches. Just didn't really see the ball enough uh, to really make a huge impact, but... Uh, for the most part, I like him to factor into things. And then I'll go with a little bit of a dark horse here on this front, or, or two for you. Um, Dylan Goffney came in this spring and just made waves immediately. He really stepped up, uh, was able to um, was able to uh, be somebody that that really um, you know made made an impact right away. 
and 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 was was trusted by the quarterbacks to make plays. Uh, so I think that was important. Uh, and then and then you've also got um, uh, Roderick Daniels, and he was as explosive as anybody in high school football in Texas this past year. So if that is what you're bringing in this summer. I think you can use him in multiple uh, multiple different ways to get him the ball and use that speed to get him in space uh, and 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 work out ways that you know he gets the ball uh, early on in his uh, SMU career. So um, that's the wide receiver group. I, I don't feel like I really need to explain uh, the the starters on that one. You know, I think it's a, it's a group that uh, it, it really um, it it says it for itself why why those three are the guys that are going to start I expect them to all have big years especially if Reggie Robertson is healthy and they'll go um, or the SMU offense will go as they go in my opinion so um, that'll be the group that I'm most interested in to see the overall improvement in and to see where um, they end up because it's got all the potential in the world they need to realize it and put it together at the tight end position you've got Grant Calcaterra who I think is your clear-cut starter um, Nolan Matthews is going to make a run, in my opinion, at it. Tommy McIntyre was very much improved in the spring, but Grant Calcaterra seems like the guy. And so I'm going to peg him to be the starter for SMU at tight end. Uh, took a year off football, but has that playmaking ability. Uh, Nolan Matthews has that size. He's got some athleticism, played through a wrist kind of hand deal in spring and still made plays. So I like that about him and and just, again, what he's been able to put together since being on campus. And then Tommy McIntyre is your blocking tight end and also made some nice catches in the spring. So if he puts all that together, uh, that, that'll be a nice depth tight end for SMU to use and a big body so that they can uh, work through that run game a little bit um, better or get some help there as well at times uh, with Tommy McIntyre. So on the other side of this break, though, from the Pony Stampede podcast, we're going to come back and take a look at the offensive line. Probably the most competitive group, honestly, on the entire team. We'll do that after the break. But first, feel free to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and follow the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you catch your podcast. You can do that while you're listening to uh, this quick break. So we'll see you on the other side from the Pony Stampede podcast right after this. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Jumping right end in uh, to the offensive line group. And this is a group that if you caught any bit of spring practice, you can see how competitive it is, how competitive it's going to be and um, why, um, you know, I think you're going to see some changes come game one. And we're going to work right to left here for, for a change. And the reason why is because in a way, as you work from right to left, you get a little bit more. Uh, intriguing in your position battles. And so I think Justin Osborne moving out to right tackle has been awesome. I mean, he looked great in the spring. Uh, He moved from that right guard spot where he got, you know, all that playing time uh, in his first season at SMU after uh, transferring in from Auburn. And then you look at um, the right guard spot. And this is where it's probably going to be a little interesting just because, you know, I think You've got, a, you've got a group of players who could probably fit in here. And as we get through the, the competition and the names, you'll kind of see what I mean. Because you've got guys like Alana Lee. You've got guys like Hayden Howerton. You've got younger players uh, 
um, like like Aaron Smith or excuse me, uh, Marcus Smith even. I mean, you've got some guards that could step in there, but I think the most natural thing here is that Alana Lee steps in at right guard and uh, quickly going back to right tackle spot um, in terms of who could back up um, Dalton Perdue. I, I'm going to roll with uh, Aaron Smith or Dalton Perdue uh, backing up Justin Osborne. Uh, maybe I think in a game you'd see Kobe Bryant or Bo Morris maybe if those guys aren't ready to go just yet. Um, but that's kind of the feel I get. is It's definitely Justin Osborne's right tackle spot. And then so you move to right guard. Alana Lee I think is the natural one to go there. Hayden Howerton could end up being a significant uh, piece to the right guard spot depending on what happens at center. And the reason why uh, center could be very interesting, and I'm going to roll with uh, Branson Hickman, um, you know, to potentially take over for Hayden Howerton here uh, week one even, is just uh, from everything I've heard just and watched in spring ball, I mean, he's just been dominant. Um, it's okay for there to be a changing of the guard sometimes, uh, and that's kind of a offensive line pun, but I think if Branson Hickman continues to develop the way he is, it's going to be really tough for them to keep him off the field uh, for this 2021 season. Again, he was supposed to play a lot uh, kind of, or, or, or AJ Ricker said he should have played down the stretch, and especially you know, SMU went and uh, ran into the COVID issues. But that's how good he was uh, getting as a freshman. He didn't lose a pass rush rep. He was physical. He's got that leverage. He's got that wrestler and that uh, size. It kind of reminds me of Evan Brown a little bit in that respect. And uh, can Hayden Howerton hold him, hold him off? Uh, that's that's a big question in fall camp because you've got somebody who's played. I think I. I think he's played in something like 50 SMU games and started like 45 of them. Uh, pretty incredible run for Hayden Howerton and Alana Lee for that matter. Uh, but if but if Branson Hickman continues to push, uh, he looks like somebody that you know could end up being uh, the starter at center, and that would then look at left guard. And this is where you'll, if you haven't been a Pony Stampede subscriber, this is why you need to take advantage of our dollar for one month. Uh, to jump on board at least and at least start getting some VIP news in your life because you know Jalen Thomas at left guard uh, could be the play here and I like him as an athletic guard um, I, I like him uh, more so inside he's got uh, as he's gotten older he's added some mass to him in a good way and I feel like with if you have a young left tackle which we'll get to in a second Jalen Thomas can really help communicate well um, on top of that if you had had Branson Hickman in there at center uh, that would help and so Jalen Thomas could slide inside he played there pretty much all spring uh, and that's because Marcus Bryant and Bo Morris are were the ones battling it out at left tackle and that's kind of been the group um, at that left tackle spot and Dalton Perdue played a lot of left tackle as well um, but you know for the most part we saw uh, Jalen Thomas move inside to left guard, and then uh, Marcus Bryant took the lion's share of the reps at left tackle, and Bo Morris backed him up. Um, and they moved guys around. I mean, this isn't perfect. This isn't locked in stone and things like that. I mean, you you really, um, you know, this is not a done deal by any means. And so you've got other guards like Ben Sparks. You know, Danielson Ike has been on the right side, but you know, Tyler Bailey could factor in. Dimitri Jordan, if he gets his weight in check. Uh, and then you add Thalen Robinson, too. And that's the wild card of this entire 
uh, offensive line race is because Thalen Robinson is somebody that started or played as a freshman in the SEC um, at Missouri, played in six games, and then you transfer to SMU after sitting out the 2020, 2020 season, and you're expected to factor in right away similar to Justin Osborne. If he gets in at right guard, what does that do for the left guard spot? What does that do? Does that you know move Alana Lee around? I mean, this is an offensive line. This is what I was getting at when I was kind of building here to the offensive line. This group is so competitive. Um, I it's, I don't want to say I've ever never seen anything like it, but in terms of competition across the line, I've not covered a offensive line group that is this competitive. It's it's pretty wild. I mean, you, you, I could predict one starting five offensive line group, and honestly, I could see three, you know, maybe four different names factoring in there as well. Just like, and and no one would argue with me at all if I if I said, okay, the, I could see this guy starting, and that's just the guys that could end up starting, like week one. I mean, I, I do think there is there is merit to what Sonny Dykes and his staff have been saying which is they really feel like they're two, three deep at the offensive line spot of guys that can really play. I think they're, I think they really do have about, and what now that Thalen Robinson is on campus, I think they've got eight to nine guys that could start easily. Um, and there are more, there's 10 that have, if I factored in a Kobe Bryant, for example, uh, that have started games for SMU, you have 10 guys that realistically could play offensive line, and started SMU this season, which is pretty wild. I don't, I don't re- ever remember um, <laughs> anything like that in, in the past covering this team. So, I, it, to to simplify, I'll give you my starting five on the offensive line uh, right now, right to left: Justin Osborne. I'll go with Alana Lee, and then I'm going to go Branson Hickman, Jalen Thomas, and Marcus Bryant, and. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think Thalen Robinson could be somebody that that does start. Um, my question is, he sat out all last year, didn't go through spring ball, didn't do anything. So where are you at just in terms of getting back into the swing of things? You're not like Justin Osborne in the sense that you're at Auburn, you played, you went through spring ball, transferred uh, at the last second, really. You went through all summer workouts, so you were kind of ready to go too. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, a, a completely different kind of situation there. So I'll hold off on the Thalen Robinson front, but he has the size to step in right away that SMU loves in their offensive linemen. So um, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him as a starter uh, in that group. So we will uh, continue to monitor this as we get underway with summer workouts. Uh, we dropped some tidbits on how the freshmen were looking uh, from some sources. We'll do the same with the returning guys uh, who stands out, uh, who's had a big, uh, big start to summer and we'll be tracking that all summer for you guys if you guys haven't subscribed to pony stampede feel free to check it out ponystampede.com if you're a longtime podcast listener and haven't subscribed highly encourage you to do so it's pretty cheap to do it as well so with that guys that's been part one of our kind of depth chart preview series we're going to jump back into the defense on friday to kick off your weekend we'll do that on the next edition of the pony stampede podcast hope everybody has a great rest of your week and thanks for listening